Aloha, everyone, and welcome to another dose of positivity where I have the great privilege and honor to interview changemakers, thought leaders, health professionals, all putting social and environmental justice at the forefront of their endeavors. And I am so excited today because our special guest happens to be someone who walks barefoot and in the same realm of nature loving principles as myself there's not a better person to speak with us today on this except uh other than alex strauss and she is going to be talking about minute magic simple nature connections for busy people like all of us most of us here on the call and just a few reminders to everybody who are introduced this incredible human um that we are um live this is a live broadcast and so if you have any questions for alex or you have any um any insight into the conversation we value and welcome your feedback in there and there will will be a recording um, of this like all our others have a YouTube channel and also um, on our podcast on Spotify anchor and those links will be provided for you in the chat as well so you can listen to our other speakers who will also rock your world and bring you closer back to your true nature so before um, we get started and as a few more people are coming in i just want to read one thing from the book it's uh, from um, my book living like the future matters we'll um, kind of in tune in harmony with what we're going to be speaking about today and uh, i want to thank everybody who was on early on this and and helping us get through our challenging problems today reminding us how really really what's important is community because unity in community builds our immunity and the closer we get to nature the closer we get to our true nature so we can't let technology uh, dampen those beautiful views but i'm going to start with this quote from prince ear he says and if you don't know who prince ear is prince ea um that's how he writes his last We'll have him in the link. He's an incredible poet and rapper who uh, speaks to incredibly important, uh, timely issues. And he says, We are not apart from nature. We are a part of nature. And to betray is to betray us all. To save nature is to save us. Unquote. And then, in living like the future matters to live harmoniously we must address human rights and the rights of nature which means we must consider the inalienable rights of all life by championing championing life liberty and the pursuit of happiness for the birds and the bees the flowers and the trees and all sentient beings we can help redefine the choices we enact as we move into the future. To do this, we must have a sense of self and be educated. We are biological organisms and therefore we are part of the web of life, not above the law of nature. All life is interconnected from the cosmos to the tiniest microorganisms. The earth, our lifestyle and our careers interconnect each day far more than any of us ever will can re realize. 
When we take into consideration the food, culture, and ecology in the place we live and improve it, we all benefit. Our connections result in a shared benefit or end in mutual destruction. Nature is the master though, the master of balance and diversity. Diversity brings balance and added value to the whole. Without it, there is risk of extinction. We evolve, we evolve with integrity when we honor all life. A homogenized culture of any kind is unbalanced and lacks integrity. But when we respect and we support diversity and embrace our unique gifts, there is a higher chance of success in all situations. These principles go hand in hand with your business, your family, your friends, the natural world. The more natural and diversified we are, the better the chances of survival. Without further ado, I am going to introduce Alex Strauss and um, 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 somebody, there's a back and here, here. Yeah, guys, guys. I am. I am. Hey, hey, Heller, Meredith, can you tell me what's going on? Okay. So, um, I'm hearing myself go double. So here I go. Now it's better. Maybe some something was um, turned off turn on but here i go alex strauss thank you thank so you. much for being here um alex is an incredible human who wants to live in in a world where nature is as familiar as netflix and she uh, uh and recess for adults is mandatory and that every human has a tree to lean on i absolutely love that that is so Cool. She is, but she was also a best-selling author, and she's a sought-after editor and entrepreneur. Alex has been showcased in the Guardian, BBC Radio, the International Mindfulness and Meditation Alliance, 54, The Wholehearted Business Show, and Women Developing Brilliance. Yes. And when she's not sitting on her deck in the woods of North Carolina, writing up a storm you can find her walking on her own neighborhood and usually with her her four-legged friend uh like me yes our, our canine companions her books include the mindful walker rediscovering the simple simple path to a happier healthier more peaceful life and the simple path fifth and 52 mindful walks for a strong body a clear mind and a joyful spirit. Alex is the founder of Mindful Walking School of Well-Being and the biannual Rise Wellness Symposium, which I'm can't. I'm so excited to tell you guys all about this. Um, it's, this is a premium forum for nature-based wisdom for people around the world, and we'll get to that at the towards the end. Alex believes no one should have to wait for the weekends and the holidays to connect with nature and, and healing benefits. And she is also a certified mindfulness guide and teacher who helps her students feel calmer and more grounded through simple weekly nature connection practices. Can be used 
to wherever they live and we'll have her website in the chat so you guys can all have this and also be in our replay um, on YouTube and in our podcast channels. So um, Alex, I am so excited you're here and I want to welcome you to a dose of positivity and uh, ask you some questions that will help of us um, become better humans and by being closer to nature. So um, I'm going to start out with just saying, why is it so important for modern humans to connect with nature? But really what I want to ask you is before that is how, how this became so important to you. Tell us a little about in your life um, previous to this mindful walking that you so- Well, thank you so life. much. Anna, and thank you for having me here on a dose of positivity. I absolutely love the the name of the show, especially, and I couldn't resist the opportunity to come and bring a little more positivity into the world. So thank you so much for that. Um, uh, I will tell you that, like most people, I loved nature as a kid. I spent a lot of time outside. Many of us have happy memories of playing outside and feeling free and feeling happy. And, um, you know, I grew up in Western Maryland and just there were rolling hills and there were fields around and creeks to play in. And I did spend time outside when I was a kid. And then, you know, you grow out of that, right? You grow up and you live your indoor life. You know, now the EPA says 93% of our lives is spent indoors and that includes childhood and I was you know pretty much there with everybody else I mean I, I you know the bulk of my outdoor time as a grown-up was moving from my car to my work you know and back from the work to my car and then on the weekends you know we would do things outside and I would go for an occasional hike and I would do you know kind of like the average in terms of how often I got outside was not intentional about it, you know? Um, and then there came a point in my life where, it, and this is true of many people, I mean, my story mirrors what a lot of other folks I have met have told me that I kind of hit a wall. And in my case, it was, it was um, kind of mentally, I came to a place, a whole family had moved. I was in a new location and all my support systems were kind of uprooted and I didn't have my gym anymore and I didn't have my friends anymore um, or at least not close by you know and and we had a new dog <laughs> we had a puppy and you alluded to this before man there's nothing like a canine companion to get you out and up and out the door and uh, in this case we had a new puppy and the puppy needed to be walked so I was not I was feeling kind of unmoored you know at the time but heck the puppy had to be walked right so you know, I would go out and I'd walk the dog and I'd try just did her magic, you know, and the more I, the more I walked, the better I felt and the better I felt, the more I wanted to walk. And then, you know, before you knew it, it was kind of just the thing I did and, and my whole family got used to it and they were just like, oh, there goes mom, you know, mom's got to go for her walk. Mom's taking a walk. Um, and, and it, it healed me it helped me more than anything else uh, that i had tried and i felt better i slept better i got happier i made better decisions i was better at work i was a kinder mom i was uh i just became a better person i think and that's 
that's the magic that nature holds for all of us when we are able to connect to nature because of course when we're when we're in nature we are we are in a place where we are most likely to be able to connect to our best selves as well to our higher selves you know and and hear our intuition and connect with something deeper inside of us and i think life is generally so noisy for all of us most of the time um that we really need that space so for me just the, the just the space and the quiet alone was enough to make a, a big difference and I, i think that's a big gift that nature gives us mm. yeah i just love hearing that and that's why i always say every on every show the closer we get to nature the closer we get to our true nature and mm -hmm. i love that that's how when i saw that You wrote it, and it's and almost the same words on your website. And I thought I got to connect with this woman. She's so amazing. <laughs> Thank so, you. You're talking about you know connection, right? And and when, when we're saying, well, oh, it's almost like a woo woo word. word you know, got to connect. You know, but when when we think about it, like, what is your favorite method of nature connection? What do you use with your clients, with yourself? It is. And 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 I I just want to say before you even answer that question, how much I honor the four-legged canine friends and how that's that I have a very similar story, you know, about that, you know, that my 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 I've always had a dog my entire life, and it's made it possible for me to make really good decisions to live where my dogs could run free. So I always lived in rural areas and, and surrounded by nature, and. Um, And for anybody who's maybe living in an apartment or in in a, in a more of an urban environment, what a great story that Alex just shares about how it just totally changed her her life, and and my and and mine too. So if if you guys are looking for a life change, I think that um, mm -hmm. is a real good thing to look at. So what is your favorite m method, Alex, to connect? Well, this isn't going to come as a surprise to anybody, but it is walking. I am the mindful walker. And for me, just simply being in nature and putting myself in that space. And this is what I recommend for people is to is to just get into a, a natural space. I love walking in in well, in nature and by in nature, I mean outside, right? So I don't want anybody to, to, to think that I'm constantly walking through the woods. I'm not. I walk in my suburban neighborhood. Um, and I really advocate that for people that, that you need to get yourself out into the outdoors. And, and that can be an urban environment, okay? Because the sunshine, the fresh air, the blue sky, the ability to see even a single tree These things have all been shown to be healing. So um, walking is something we all know how to do. Uh, most of us, I mean, those of us who are ambulatory, and of course you can get benefits even if you can't walk, okay? But for those of us who are able to walk, it is something we have been doing for a very long time. Um, it's something most of us don't get enough of. It's a very simple self-adjusting exercise. So you're not likely to hurt yourself, right? Your doctor is not gonna tell you, don't, you know, you probably shouldn't be walking. For the most part, most of us can walk. Most of us need a little bit more movement. Most of us could use a little bit more quiet 
in our lives and we all could use a little bit more nature as well. So I kind of combined these things. And uh, when I when I didn't have access to a gym anymore, at the at the time I, I do, I can go to the gym occasionally, but I always prefer to be in the outdoors. But I felt like taking a little walk every day. And I'm all about the 10 minute walk, friends. That's why the, the title of this thing is 10 Minute Magic, because 10 minutes is the point at which all these miraculous things can begin to happen. Um, but uh, where was I going with that? Um, 10 minutes in the outdoors can take the place of a lot of different things. I am not a meditator. I can't, I have tried and I can't really sit still on a cushion for any length of time, but I can get meditative in nature. Nature we know invites mindfulness, right? It induces mindfulness in the human brain. And mindfulness, just to be clear, it, it's a woo-woo word that we hear a lot about, but it simply means to be present focused, right? And it, it means to that you're not thinking about the future, you're not making your plan, your grocery list, you're making your plans, and you're not worrying about the past or ruminating about things or regretting things or running conversations in your head. It means you just kind of are kind of blank and you're just kind of here. And I feel like we all can use more of that, right? So we can all use more movement. We can all use a little more mindfulness. We can all use some more nature. And so when you combine all of these, that 10 minutes can become a really powerful um, healing modality in, in your life with a very small, you know, time investment. And there's a ton of research to back this up. So that is why I advocate walking. Yeah, and you know, it's so crazy. I'm, I'm trying to, I can never pronounce his name right, but from Vietnam, he passed recently. Tat Minh Song, if anybody else um, knows that, and they can put it in You're the, talking about Thich Nhat Hanh? Yeah, Thich Nhat Hanh. Yes. Yes. Yeah, talk, talk a little bit about that, and, and actually, um, Meredith, find, find that. Can you say it, the name really clear so everybody can hear Thich it? Thich Nhat Hanh. I actually quote him in my book because he's amazing. Um, you know, he started this whole uh, whole movement on on mindful walking, and I just think it's so important that we're that people like yourself and me are 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 bringing that forward. And and um, I love how you you just talked about combining the the physical, mental, spiritual. Part of the walking and how everybody can do it and i would really like to ask everybody right now who's on the on the live chat to put in there just just be honest how many how many minutes a day are you walking outside i mean really take a minute and 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 ask yourself and be be brave and if it's only 10 minutes or if it's 10 hours a day, like someone like me, I'm outside all day. I, I would probably say 10 hours. I see Sandra Ray's on, on here. I know on her beautiful property, she's walking here, there and everywhere and into the garden and everywhere. So I really appreciate you guys putting putting your, your stuff in the chat because it's going to help you. Just being mindful right now, Gretchen, thank you. 15 minutes. Yeah, that's good. Let's let me, you know, maybe, maybe we can do 15 in the morning and 15 in the evening and like Alex said, you know, you know, you, you started a little and you start feeling better and better. And before you know it, you can't go without it. And, and I'm not advocating everybody go out there and, and get yourself a canine friend. But um, if you love dogs and you're feeling a little sedentary, 
um, they they become your greatest advocate and best friend and uh, I just can't express how they've changed my life and made my world a whole lot better and connected me to nature for the last I want to say 65 years because I got my first poodle 60 years I got my first poodle when I was five and then we moved up to a Siberian Husky but um anyway let's let's talk a little bit more about um the difference between say nature bathing, uh, forest bathing and mindful walking um like you you said yourself you walk in a suburban neighborhood I mean so many people think they have to be you know climb a tree and look out at a mountain peak on top of a mountain peak so so go into that a little bit and what exactly is nature bathing and what the benefits of that are as well well now i am not a forest bathing expert i there are people who are trained in this by the international forest therapy association and um and i have several of them actually speaking at the symposium i'm running later this uh in a few weeks um but uh I, I am sort of the advocate for, for people who don't have a forest nearby, which I think is a lot of people. And forest bathing is, is a, it's a Japanese practice, also known as Shinrin-yoku. And forest bathing experts have a, have a structured way of, of bringing people into a natural environment, a forest environment, and helping take them through some exercises that help connect them with nature. Um, and that's the extent of my knowledge okay i'm not this is not something that i do or am trained in so if you're interested definitely come to the symposium we're going to tell you about and you can learn more about it and you can hear from some people who do it and do it well um and i i uh, am a supporter of it and i think it's a grand idea the problem that i see is that if you don't have a forest nearby or a forest bathing expert to kind of take you through it to me, there doesn't there's there's a disconnect there, right? There there's a perception, as you alluded to, Donna, that you ha have to have this this you know big beautiful space, uh, some inspiring space, at the very least, some big beautiful park, you know, access to a state park or a or a forest or a beach or some you know inspiring landscape. And it would be wonderful if we all had that, but we simply don't. And even if we do, most of us don't have the time to to get out into it as often as we'd like to you know we're working and we're living busy lives but that doesn't mean that we can't access the benefits of nature connection there's good evidence that walking in and and just being even just standing in any green space for almost any length of time honestly i i just had an interview with dr laura conover who wrote a book about grounding i think it's called the earthing prescription and uh, she's going to be a speaker for the second time at the symposium and she talks about the science behind actually just putting our either our feet or any part of our body in connection with the earth and it can be holding a, a leaf on a tree because the tree is connected to the earth and it has something to do with the the dc energy from the earth and in our bodies and but the point of that is that even just a minute of being in the outdoors and doing something like grounding or taking a few deep breaths under the sky uh has has beneficial effects on us 
lowers our blood pressure, lowers our, our stress hormone levels, lowers, uh, uh, slows our heartbeat, helps with depression and stress, brings us back into our bodies and back into our, into our heads, quiets our mind, helps our focus, increases productivity, can increase energy. I mean, honestly, the list goes on and on. And the, these studies are not all on people who've gone out and done big, long, in-depth, spiritually transforming, you know, forest experiences. So that's, um, that's why I really advocate for small nature connection experiences sort of drip throughout your day and week and month. And then, you know, the forest therapy experiences can be the icing on the cake if that floats your boat, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. These are doable things that anybody can do and without having to make an excuse. And, you know, one of the things that I think is most important about everything that you culminating together uh, of what you just said there is the mindful piece of it. And uh, it's a time where we can deprogram and reset. And when we go out into nature, from just going from the parking lot to work or the parking lot to the mall or the parking lot to pick up our children at school, wherever it is even. And you can be out parking further away for one thing, parking under a tree, you will get the benefits of the shade. And, um, but, but taking the time in, in your mindset before you get from point A to point B to absorb all those benefits that Alex just talked about and realizing like, Hey, this is my time, right? This is, this is my time to, to bring more oxygen into my body, to get my circulation going, to, um, de-stress, to de deprogram because if we don't have the right mindset, even if we're out in nature, you know, we will, well, especially in a 10 minute piece, well, you know, it's reminding ourselves, hey, this is my 10 minutes of time. This is it, right? And and I am going to make the use this use of this time. And and it is amazing. I love what, you, what that you that you just said that Alex said. You know, it it you, we are busy, but what are we so busy doing, right? What's more important, connecting with our true nature, or connecting with some negative feedback that you heard over there over here or someone telling you you have to be there or here i mean when you're in that 10 minute time or in that time in nature and what i like to tell share with my clients is that this this is your time to reprogram and just like when you do any kind of meditation then each time you do it you you get into that space faster and so it, when you when you're doing your mindful exercises with people, Alex, what do you, what do you do to help people get into that place of, of centering, um, so that they make the best of that short time that they might have in a day? Yeah, yeah. Well, I have a few little things. One of the things that I recommend that folks do, and I have a, I have a whole program about this, Donna, called Walk the Year, where I give people a little prompt. Uh, one of the things that I, I hear from people is exactly that. They go out and they don't know what to do. So they're like, okay, I've got 10 minutes. I got 15 minutes. I got a lot of things going on. I got a lot of things in my head. How do I get into this mindful thing? Like what, sh what do I even 
do? You know, when I get here, just stand here, breathe, look around. I mean, what do you do, right? So I wrote a card deck um, of 52 mindful walks uh, a couple of years ago. You mentioned it, the Simple Path card deck. And I turned the card deck into a program. And so every week of the year for people who are in walk the year, they get a little video from me with an explanation of something you can do. And uh, a, a simple nature connection activity, something to do with walking or something to do with some of our exercises have to do with breathing exercises that um, a breathing practice that you can integrate into your walk. And it's proven to kind of get you into a mindful state really fast. Some have to do with doing things like being tactile, touching, touching a tree or holding a natural item that you find near you. Uh, a lot of different, different little activities, but the point is they're small. They're meant to fit into 10 minutes or so, and you get one every week. And so one of the, one of, that's one of the ways I try to help folks be consistent is just giving them a little dose of this every single week. And the point is, if you don't do it one week, that's fine. You're going to get a new one next week and you're going to get a new one next week. And, and over the course of the year, my goal is for people who are doing this and whether you're doing it on your own or you have this card deck or you're in my group, whatever, is that you, it becomes a habit, right? And it becomes something that you want to do because as Donna and I have both said, you know, it's, just, it's one of those self-perpetuating things. The more you do it, the more you want to do it, the, you know, you, the better you feel, the more you can do it. And it goes on like that. So my goal is to give people these little activities and then they become things that they just look, look for and look forward to and integrate into their lives. And week after week after week, after week after week and uh then you'll know what to do right because you'll have 52 options and you'll always know what to do when you go out there you you'll have a sense an embodied sense of what works what works for you and uh that's what i want people to come away with from that so that's one way i'm trying to <laughs> i'm trying to help people <laughs> figure out what to do yeah so like um, some some of the practices that you you offer for mindful walking that people could do right now would you just skip list off a few things that you can uh, leave our audience with feeling um like yeah i can do that and then maybe they want to check out your deck so we'll put your the link to that in the chat but what what are some mindful walking practices that we can use right now other than you know parking in the tree and walking you know to the furthest point from point A to point B, hugging a sure. tree. What are some other really great mindful practices we can have? Well, a couple of things. One thing that I, I wanna kind of put out there as something to think about, if you want to kind of integrate more mindful nature connection into your life, a nice way to start before you go outside is to take just a couple of seconds, literally seconds before you leave and imagine taking all of the, the worries and the busy thinking and all the stuff that's going on in your head out of your head and putting it, leaving it at home. Okay, just leaving it, it in my case, I have a little bowl where I like to put my, my busy thinking just mentally put it in the bowl, put it in a basket, put it by the doorstep, leave it where, where you are, okay? And and I, I know it kind of sounds silly and it kind of sounds hokey, but it can work, okay? Our minds are so powerful and we have a great, great deal of control 
over our over our thinking and how our brains work. And this is just a little hack, if you will. Um, so you so you do that, and then I'm going to give you two potential exercises that you can you can integrate this week and you can try for yourself. Um, and both of them are very short. One you may have heard of before, but it's powerful and it's good, and it's a five fourth. I can't even do that. Five, four, three, two, one exercise. <laughs> um, and what you're going to do is when you go out and you can do this on a walk or you can do this simply standing in your garden, in your yard, on the sidewalk, outside your building, wherever. And you want to look for five things that you can see and notice in nature, five natural items, okay? And that can be a bird, a tree, a piece of grass, an acorn, a squirrel, whatever it is, whatever you see, just notice these things. Now, the key here is to notice without judgment, okay? You may have heard this in, in mindfulness circles. They say, you know, you 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 observe without judgment or um, and if you have thoughts, you let your thoughts, you don't judge your thoughts. And the way I express that is you just don't have a conversation about it in your head, okay? That's non-judgment. You just don't make anything of it. You don't look at the tree and go God, that tree that limb looks like it's going to come down we probably should look at chopping that down or you know i mean you know different you don't just look and you're like oh god there's a rock you know what those rocks i really need to sweep the path there because it's going to blah 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 you just don't have any conversation about it so you look for five things then you're going to listen for four things and same thing you hear something and you just let it go. You just notice it. This is training your brain to bring your senses back online, right? And not in the computer sense. It just means like bringing everything back into focus again. Listen for four things. You can probably imagine where this is going. Um, look and listen. And what's, what's, what's another sense? Feel, but that's not yeah. Yes. yes, your nose, right? You've got your nose and you've got your feeling. And so listen, look for look for five things, listen for four things, sniff for three things, right? Yeah, right. Um, you can smell things. Now here's the, the funny thing is we have very, our noses are very, very sensitive and they're deeply connected to memory. Um, and, but we are nose blind all the time in this society we have and honestly i mean all of our senses are bombarded all the time but it this is one that catches people off because you sniff and you're like well, it just smells like air it just doesn't smell like anything but the point of the exercise is that you have to really tune into that and you have to really focus in order to try to pick out some sense. So I challenge you not to give up too early and give it a little time and try to do that. And of course, the two things that you can feel, and that can be just feeling with your hand, feel a tree, pick up something, touch something, uh, the wind on your face, rain on your face, any of those things, you know, sensory. And then the, the last sense is taste. And there is a, often there's a taste to the, to the wind, there's a taste to the air, you can lick your skin. I do not advocate that you go out and lick a random plant or eat something if you don't know what it is. So don't do that. Um, but it's just a way to use your five senses and to and to focus. And you'll find that if you take even just five minutes to do this little exercise, that afterwards you're just in this really calm, quiet, sort of connected space you know because you kind of you've you've made a connection with the natural world by looking and listening and feeling and tasting and 
and then you're you're sort of embodied uh, the, the the nature around you and the fact that you know you're connected to it. So this is one practice, and um, I don't know how much time you have. Do you want me to do the other one? Do the other one, yes. Do the other one, and okay. let's talk about your symposium. Right. We have some great announcements for everyone, so I want to hear the second. All one. right, real quick. This is another. This is an- five, four, three, two, one. Five, all the senses. Got it, Gabriel. Right. Everybody got it. <laughs> and this is a real simple one you can do. It is designed to do on a walk. So what you want to do is you just go out for a little walk, however much time you have. Give yourself a minute to just walk at a comfortable pace, and then and then start. Uh, it's a breathing exercise. So what you do is you breathe in for four or five steps, depending on your pace. Okay, so you're walking, you're walking, you're walking, and you breathe in for, and then you hold for the same number of steps, right? And then you exhale for the same number of steps. And then you rest for four steps or whatever it ends up being for you, right? So you're just establishing a nice even pace, whatever the whatever the, your comfort level is, and you breathe in for the certain number of steps, hold, hold for a certain number of steps, exhale for the same number of steps, and hold for the same number of steps. And it's a lovely, it's it's a take on box breathing, which if you follow uh, this yogic technique, um, but it's a way to kind of integrate this breathing method, which is extremely calming uh, into a walk. So you're getting your walk and you're getting this, this uh, calming thing as well. So a lot of, lot of benefits to that. Love it. Love it all. And, and you guys, there's 50 more. So it is really good. You know, there's 50 ways to leave, lose your lover and there's 50 <laughs> right. nature, right? So um, it's it, 50, 50 is a good number. And five senses. Yes. Are those, those sensory things. Thank you so much, Alex, for um, sharing. That's really good. Just simple things we can do. And I'd like to add one to that too. And I do it almost every day. I just find a tree to hug or lean on and connect with the trees. And like Alan put in the chat and you mentioned too, this grounding thing is so important. I am always grounding my, I had, you guys, I had a pedicure done when I was in North Carolina, the first one in like 25 years. And my feet look like the roots of a tree. I think that the guy who was doing my feet, I had, we had a good laugh together. Um, yeah, that's how our feet are made for walking, right? That's a old song. Our feet are made for walking and that's just <laughs> what we'll do. One of these days, my feet's all gonna walk all over you, but we don't want to do that. We want to walk all get over the ground and on the earth. And, and, um, it's so important because, you know, this whole talk about nature and the nature therapy and why it's part of the name of our Facebook group. And actually I'm going to ask you guys to put the Facebook group in there because we're going to talk about the symposium and um, we're going to be putting that leak in the symposium. So you guys put the, the Facebook group in there. If you're not already a member of our Facebook group, it's called holistic health, nature therapy, live and work like the future matters. And I kind of want to end this conversation with the, and taking this, um, walking and being nature to the love, the, the level of where the, the further we get from nature, the more inclined we are to destroy it. And right now we all know that we are having, um, poor oxygen levels. We are having, um, very trying, um, our water systems are compromised. The watersheds, our lifestyle as, as, um, 
humans are not in harmony with the systems and cycles of nature and um how can you value nature when you're not out in nature so it, everybody sh who's listening to this conversation share this conversation with your friends get next time you make a date it's free the price of food is going out the yin yang right now and what better way to start socializing than going on walks with your friends in nature putting in a garden that's five minutes from your house you walk five minutes to your garden and then you're out in your garden walking through your rows of your garden or whatever and then five minutes back to the house what a beautiful way to get your food costs down and get your 10 minutes of nature in every day so remember um this this conversation is so important in the symposium that alex is putting on with all these people that she's bringing that are experts in the field all of us trying to do our best to save humanity but in order to do that we are a hundred percent dependent on nature everything from the roofs over our head to the clothes we wear to the food we eat everything comes from nature so um uh alex i want to have you um before we go and then I, I have some announcements and actually while um you're you're talking about the symposium where you're putting in there um you guys all when you're on the um holistic health nature therapy facebook group site you'll see i'm coming out with a, a new book nutrition health um book and uh, a horse one uh, where i'm always referring to nature even in that book but we have our our beautiful uh book cover options up there and i'm asking people to vote and all you have to do is tell me tell us which cover you like the best and you're going to get a free ebook in about two or three weeks after the editing's done um so please take a look at that when you're in there and and then i want to remind everybody too because we have some new people alex thank you for bringing some of your um tribe um to the show we really appreciate it and apologize for the restream problem we had but um we are are thrilled to have you here and we do a beautiful uh 365 days of the year nature photography like alex was saying you know all you have to do sometimes is just see a tree right beautiful nature and 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 quotes um and we have many other beautiful things that we have um that come with our free membership so we're going to put that link in there and then alex please tell us more about the symposium and uh and 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 don't be shy we want to hear hear about it and how people can register and all of that so sure donna the rise up rooted symposium some of you heard this before we started recording but for the for those who were not here at the beginning um is a five day uh, i call it a global conversation with experts from all around the world. We actually have eight different countries represented in this upcoming symposium. And it's a five day event where every day there's a, a group of speakers. We have 20 speakers in all over the course of the week and you can register for free. And I've interviewed all these people who are experts in 
different ways of connecting deeply with nature. Some are physicians, some are coaches, some are teachers, many are authors, they're speakers, they're leaders of all kinds. Donna is a, is a guest at Rise Up Rooted this year. Um, but we also have, we have people who are talking about um, how nature impacts our health and well-being. Uh, I have a health plant, uh, a house plant guru talking. We have people talking about gardening, about herbalism, about using um, using the breath. I have a wonderful lady talking about breath work. I have folks who are forest therapy and forest bathing experts, but I also have somebody who's written a book and written extensively about urban walking and the benefits of connecting with nature in urban spaces too. So a lot of different people, they are all so interesting and have so much to share and so much wisdom and knowledge that I just really, if, if any of you guys are interested in deepening your own nature connection and you're looking for different ways and different perspectives, this is absolutely the place to be. This is our third biannual event, and it is rapidly becoming the event to go to uh, and to speak at if you are an expert in the Nature Connection field. So that's what it is. And registration opens on Sunday. So I think that you put the, uh, the, the link there in the chat. It is rise-up-rooted.com. And I see that it's up there higher and moving um, in again. Yeah, you can put it in again. But at any rate, that is where it's taking place. Donna's got a special link that she's going to give you. And that will take you to the page. You can see the people who are speaking, but that's about all you can do. Because if you click the registration button, it'll tell you that registration opens on Sunday. So it's not open yet, but it will be in just a few days. And it's entirely free. And it's a wonderful event, if I do say so myself. So I hope that, uh, that you can come. And you know, you guys, I will keep you all posted. It'll be out there so you won't have a choice but to come and attend and um, continue this beautiful conversation. And I want to just thank you, uh, Alex, Alex, so much for, for sharing your time and your wisdom and for putting on this symposium, just being in my world and giving me the opportunity to speak at symposium as well and i want to thank everybody who came on to the live and for your patience and to meredith out there meredith just wave out there meredith is my my partner in crime and we're going to be coming on um, um every monday we're going to do uh, a moment with meredith and mama dawn and she's going to be asking me questions about nature and the environment and food from a 22 year old's perspective and getting words of wisdom from mama donna and i am going to be getting her words of wisdom and curiosity from her generation this intergenerational mentorship that we are going to be bringing to the world so we'll be live on monday and we'll this, this will our monday will be our first time and I'm just so thrilled and grateful to all of you for being here. And next week, we have Beverly Vates coming on. And she is a diabetes specialist. And she talks about nature, too. Because stress is the number one cause of diabetes and all disease. And everything that Alex teaches in her 52 uh, ways uh, to, to get out into nature, um, all of those are will help you reduce your stress level too so let's um all reconvene here next week with dr beverly vates talking anybody if you know anybody who's struggling with pre-diabetes type 2 type 1 diabetes this woman is brilliant she's been doing this for 
entire career for over 40 years and come with your questions and your concerns. And she is going to be offering a complimentary ebook of her recipes. And we were going to be talking about diet and nutrition and stuff. So, and again, thank you all so much for being here, joining our Facebook group and um, sticking with us during these, this live show. Um, if anybody wants to stick on uh, after we go off the live, um, ask any more questions, you can. And I'm going to give you a, a beautiful view and garden tour for about 10 minutes. Like uh, Alex said, it just takes 10 minutes. So maybe if you're on your cell phone or your laptop, you can come outside with me and uh, let's get take our shoes off like Alan suggested too and get grounded for a minute. And again, thank you so much all for being here for a dose of positivity. Big love and aloha. Thank mm-hmm. you.